Welcome to Beyond the Skyline. This podcast is dedicated to topics related to UAPs, disclosure, and experiencers of all kinds. I'm your host, Sheila Seppi, and our guest for this episode is Gosia Duzak. Gosia is born in 1977 in Poland, and at 22, she left her home in pursuit of a new life. She lived in the United States, Australia, Costa Rica, Spain, and currently in Finland. She graduated from Queensland University with a degree in comparative religion. She is the owner and the producer of the YouTube channel Cosmic Agency, which is provided both in English and in Spanish. And here she provides information that she has received from written communication with the Tigetans who are in orbit in their ship as we speak. So Gosha, hello and welcome. Hello, thank you very much. Uh, thank you very much for inviting me. Uh, for this series, and thank you for thinking of me as the first guest on this uh, Beyond the Skyline new program. Absolutely. I'm really excited to have you here because, you know, in today's society, everybody's talking about disclosure, and you're in direct contact with disclosure almost on a daily basis. And so first, I was wondering if you could share a little bit about how you came to know the Tigetans and exactly how this communication occurs. Okay, well, it all started in 2017 at the end. Actually, we just passed the 60 year anniversary. The first uh, written chat that I had with Zvaro Ferra happened on the 17th of December, 2017. So now we are entering the seventh year, actually. Wow. Um, now it happened um, thanks to Robert, who is um, my work partner in Spanish. He's doing this in Spanish. By the way, on my channel, Cosmic Agency, I only provide English uh, material. And then I have Agencia Cosmica, which is like a, a Spanish equivalent, where I share all these conversations. So anyway, we started talking in December, uh, first with Varugo Ferra, then Aneka. And first it began, began as a friendship. We were just chatting very casually. Uh, now, how do we chat? We chat through the internet, through the software. Because, and I know this is very controversial for many people, actually, even today, I had a little something on Facebook with someone who is quite um, known in the field, I think, I'm not going to say who, and she is dismissing the whole thing just because this is done by the internet chat. And she's a quite famous channeler. So we can actually go into that as well, uh, channeling versus more direct contact. Okay. Um, so this is done not by channeling. I don't channel any information. We started talking to them in writing because they are physical people. They have fingers. They have our technology. Actually, they are supposed to use only our technology because it's against the prime directive to be using any and introducing any higher than mm -hmm. uh, our technology uh, in the communication process. Mm -hmm. So, you know... Um, they have also channeled in the past. Uh, there are some messages from there here and there in the past, but they dismissed that method in favor of the more direct and precise communication. Since now we have internet, well, they can access the internet very easily, just like we can. It's not some magical hacking of the computer, by the way, because many people ask this question, do they do their message just appear on the screen? They take over your computer. No, we just uh, we were introduced to them by someone else who 
uh, took us to this chat room. You know, like in the past, there was uh, MSN Hotmail or things like that. Uh, so we use different types of softwares to connect and we and we chat. And this has been going on, like you said, almost daily, almost because there are breaks. We also right. had a five month break. And um, like I said in the beginning, this started as a friendship, which means it was not meant for the public. They have been talking to many hundreds of people, uh, this this method. Um, and because I also have to say, we are not the only ones and we are not some elected few uh, that were chosen for this. As I always say, we were among the hundreds, not anymore, but we at that time we were among the hundreds and then it was just simply us who decided to share this more publicly because we decided, okay, this information is so cool because we were asking them questions about this or about that. And they were answering in a very dedicated, engaged way. But they never said, go ahead and publish this. Uh, go ahead and do something with this information. Share this. Like There was no agenda behind our communication. It was very personal and very friendly. And uh, many of these people they were friends with, they continue to be friends with them, but they are in the shadows. They don't talk about it openly. Uh, but we decided to do that openly and share their conversations. So my first videos with Svaru started as a series of chats with Svaru Oferna. Mm -hmm. So it was chat number one, chat number two, different topics, reincarnation, karma, matrix, artificial intelligence, genetics, technology, stellar navigation. We went into so many different topics. And then we started talking to other members of the crew. By the way, I didn't say that, who they are exactly. They are uh, from the star system Taigeta. So they are Pleiadians, but they are um, Taigetan Pleiadians because it will be like, say, Europeans, but who? Polish, German, French. So they specifically say, they are Tigetan Pleiadians, mm -hmm. and um, I'm not going to go into whole Svarunian <laughs> uh, story here, uh, but generally they are on board. Sometimes, of... sometimes. <laughs> yeah, it, it ties in, but they are generally on 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 a board of of a Tigetan Pleiadian starship Toleka, who is now in the representation of the M45 Pleiadian system. So, um. So, yeah, so since 2017, uh, we have been in contact. I started publishing this information on my channel, Cosmic Agency, in 2018, sometime. And it's been it's been going on. And now we have hundreds of videos and transcripts on the website, svaru.org, where you can download the PDFs, read all this information. There are hundreds of, of, of topics. And it's very important to note that, as I said, it's not channeled. So... Um, this is very precise information, as it was said by them. We don't add anything, distort, because that's many times what happens with the yeah. with the channeling. Uh, which, by the way, and here I can digress a little. Uh, channeling, for example, has been accepted in the UFO community, even though it cannot be verified really where it is coming from. There are all kinds of astral interferences going on all the time in the mental realm. But, you know, not, not many people question that. They, they they kind of look at the information and they base 
their decisions on the quality of the information. Well, I would say the same thing here. Don't look at the method, look at the quality and the quantity of volume of information given, and then decide for yourself if you think this is something real, if it's something that could help you expand, because in the end, that's our sole goal here, to give you another option to view reality and expand your mind, expand your thinking, make you, make you question many things. Um, look at the information if if you are skeptic about the method itself and then and then see for yourself how it feels uh, for you. I could branch off in many directions. Uh, okay, well, let me ask, why are they reaching out now in this type of a method? Yes, well, it hasn't started now. Actually, the Federation started this uh, project called um, of, of uh, first, contact program in 2008, where they have sent many, many ETs, not only Tigetan Pleiadians, but many other ET people, people, it's very important to note, uh, to contact humanity uh, through the social media. They were flooding social media everywhere with the attempt to see, with the intention to see, you know, how ready people are for the ET communication, what they think. They were like infiltrating Actually, mm -hmm. not even infiltrating. They were openly saying who they were. That was the experiment. They yes. were openly saying, this is who I am. And they wanted to see people's reaction. Now, the true intentions of that project, Federation here, that's a totally different separate story because we have doubts about the like true intentions of this project because it was in a way meant to fail from the beginning because it did fail, which means they decided finally, that the humanity is not ready for contact. But how were they really assessed? How was that right. how did how was that conclusion reached? Because they were reaching people through the social media saying they were ETs, where obviously people are gonna have doubts and uh, be skeptic about it. I don't know. we now don't think that it was the best method to assess the humanity's readiness for the extraterrestrial contact. But that's how they started. Uh, so Let's not dig into that hole anymore. Let, that's how it started. And Tigetans were part of that program and they were communicating this way with many hundreds of people since 2008. And this program finished in around 2016. And this is more or less the time where I got in contact with them and Robert 2017. Uh, so we were like the leftovers of the program. We will still mm. manage to get in there. Um, even though, of course, there are pre- Pre plans here in in the picture, uh, I, I you know we 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 do know that the fact that I got in contact with them it was kind of pre planned already to do this work that I do, but that's also another 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 story to explore. Um. So what? So of, officially, when the program started by the federation, why they were reaching out? Because you're asking why are they reaching out to see to assess people's readiness for contact. But now, why are the Tigetan Pleiadians as Varus still talking to people and giving this information? And let's not forget about Maris Varu, who is doing the, her videos directly now through her channel, Zvaru Official, for a year already. I, I always have to say, say this because this is also huge, because it's not even me doing the videos. Now we have Maris Varu, who is a 15-year-old girl on board of the Starship, and she does these videos herself. She writes it herself. And she pre prepares it and she publishes every day, once in English, one day in Spanish. 
So why? Why are they reaching out? Again, that question. Well, they have always been very involved with Earth affairs. Mm -hmm. uh, many ET races have been. The Federation has been here forever. They have been managing this planet forever. This is this is their this is their realm. And we can also go into that. But the Tagatin Pleiadians themselves, they have been personally involved with uh, with the Earth. They have their stories here. They have lived here as step-downs, direct physical extraterrestrial stepping down and walking. And they have uh, been with the humans for a very long time. Uh, some members of the crew less, some, some crew members more, but they have you know, their personal interest here. Um, generally, and also because this is the this is an important time for mm -hmm. the for the humanity, uh, because actually a lot of things are at play going on right now that maybe were more stable before, and now a lot of uh, events and timelines are coming together and fracturing, and it's it's a decisive point for for a lot of. Um, for a lot of humans and star seeds, another reason why they are here because there are a lot of star seeds. There are million Pleiadian star mm -hmm. seeds themselves on Earth, yes. uh, so it's very so it's very important for them to be here and monitor that and take care of their star seeds. Um, star seeds who come directly from source, who decide to help the humanity through this time or through the immersion. Another mm -hmm. topic. Uh, but yeah, they, one of their tasks is to monitor that um, and be close, be of assistance, be of guidance. They are basically guides. They yes. don't want to impose anything. That's very important. Uh, their information is not to tell you exactly what, how things are. Well, this is how things are from their perspective. But you are always encouraged to study, analyze, connect the dots. Mm -hmm. They are like trying to just guide you through the dots to help you see the dots, because many times people don't even see the dots to connect. So they are here to, to, to show you a, a, bit, a bit more about the reality and to guide you through this labyrinth of, of what's going on, because there is just so much information out there. And in a way, and they admit that, they also fear sometimes that they are adding to the labyrinth of the information. Because people have to like discern what's real, what's not real. But well, they believe that the cabal has done so much damage uh, in the information field that they have all the right to come with their perspective and offer people another angle to look at. Right. Uh, they have people have been, um, you know, fed so many disinformation and so many uh, manipulative angles uh, to to work with. And to analyze that not they feel well now we are in a position also to offer our angle and our perspective and then it's going to be up to people to decide where they want to stand and what angle they want to choose for themselves and for their reality right that's beautiful and you know gosh there's so many questions that i yes, can ask so much just out of that you know um i do want to talk about the federation for just a moment. But before I do that, I also want to talk about the fact that, yes, there are many starseeds on the planet right now helping to hold this space for humanity. Yes, there are many walk-ins. And in fact, there is a very strong walk-in program where beings from other 
planets, and when I just, I shouldn't say beings, I'm just going to say people. When people from other planets choose to have this human experience and come to support humanity right now while we're experiencing whatever it is that we're experiencing. Is it an ascension time? Is it an awakening time? There are so many theories out there. I have mine, and I'm sure that you have yours. We could probably dedicate a month's worth of shows just to that. But I do want to back up and ask a little bit more about the Federation. Now, so many people talk about the Federation. Some people say they're real. Some people say they're not real. But from your perspective and from your knowing, can you share with us a little bit about who the Federation is, who they consist of, who, you know, who they're made up, who are their representatives? And also, I want to talk a little bit about you said that they were managing um, Earth. Mm -hmm. Let's talk a little bit about that. Okay, this is a huge, huge, huge yes. topic, and in this series uh, of federation, because I have playlists in my in my mm -hmm. channel, I have about over thirty videos just dedicated to the federation. And then Maris Varu has been talking about the federation for a long time, um, as well. So I encourage everybody to go and study that if you want to deepen this. I will not go into all the details, but the federation uh, is real. Uh, they call it Galactic Federation or the Federation United Federation of Planets. And it's this huge organization conglomerate that has been founded eons ago as a result of the threat many extraterrestrial races felt mm. coming from the dark um, reptilian and draco races that were basically going and invading everything around. So um, this is called uh, this, this is called uh, Orion Wars. This is where the Orion Wars happened. And as a result of these Orion Wars, supposedly the great expansion of Lyrians happened because the Lyrians were first accumulated, gathered in one place, and then they were under the threat um, mm -hmm. from the reptilians and darker forces, and they were they were forced to spread out throughout the galaxy. And this is called grain expansion. And that's why there are so many space humans. Lyrians, I mean humans, right. anthropomorphic model. So uh, space humans are everywhere, uh, most common template, uh, so to speak. So then the Federation was built as a result of the united forces of united efforts of all these different Lyrian and non-Lyrian races to protect themselves against that threat. So they joined forces, they joined uh, their efforts, and they you know, came up with agreements and, and, and um, supporting each other, basically. That was like the first original goal. And then you know, they added to that trade agreements, uh, general support in all these different uh, situations. But now, uh, this is where it gets complicated. The Federation has become such a huge and complex and multi-layered organism that it kind of lost sight of its first original purpose, so to speak. And there are serious, I'm gonna just jump straight into it. There are serious suspicions that the Federation has been under some negative influence. Um, it's not known who they are exactly, if it's coming directly from the astral side or, or, or if it has to do with a dark uh, gray uh, negative, grace mm -hmm. from orions infiltrating or where it is coming from and that's exactly part of the problem they don't know where it might be coming from and who these people are 
Now, I want to say this. The Federation in itself is not a negative organism in itself, because many people, when we expose the, these things, say that we go against the Federation. Yes, we do many of these shady levels of the Federation, and we are not afraid to, to go into that direction and to say things how they are, because we don't believe that the Federation is all loving and light institution. This is how they like to present themselves. And this has to do with the false alien invasion, probably, uh, marking them up as saviors and all that separate story. As you see, each of these stories could be developed in many directions. Yes. But anyway, uh, the Federation has been managing uh, this, uh, this, this planet and many others um, for, for a very, very, very long time. I don't have a num head for numbers, but it's thousands of years. And as we were told, they are basically controllers, ultimate controllers, you know, the top, top, top of the pyramid. You know, you have all that pyramid with power structures and you have Illuminatis and shady sides of the government and cabals and all that. But then on top of that, you have Federation, invisible masters of this reality. And they have been guarding this place, protecting this place from negative influences in a way, yes. Uh, but they have also um, are preserving this place as a sort of a ground where many souls can come in and experience life in a challenging way, which according to them, according to us as well, uh, which provides them with a lot of enriching experiences and uh, soul expansion, because many souls need limited experiences in some level uh, for growth, because you build your soul as you continue through life and through challenges and, 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 and so on. Um, now, Taiget and Pleiades have been, and Zvarus have been involved with uh, investigating this a bit further because they don't believe this is all to the story. And they believe that there is actually more shady things going on he here. And it started with them observing the Federation being too permissive. Mm -hmm. They called them out as being too permissive. And this basically started at the time of the, uh, of the last two years uh, situation, global situation, where they obviously saw how evil it was going to be. And we have detailed video uh, videos on Odyssey channel, which is uncensored channel of our information. And we have detailed analysis of the, you know, of the program that was tried to be implemented in the society. I don't know if you know what I mean, <laughs> you know, the <laughs> acupuncture. Uh, we have this analysis of that, what's behind that. So they were exposing a lot of that and they were noticing the Federation is too permissive with this. And the Federation always hides behind this argument, well, this is for the soul growth, with free will, we have no intervention. And this is what the souls from above want to experience for themselves. They all manifesting this for their soul expansion. But uh, we believe they are basically too permissive, almost criminally too permissive. Regress regressively permissive. And this is where we start to suspect that there is actually maybe something darker going on here uh, as the Federation, or I would say darker sides of the Federation, uh, want to maintain the suffering on Earth, which we believe it's, it's the trade for the, for the astral entities which with whom a lot of these darker um, entities have have treaties with. So we believe 
that there's definitely a darker agenda going on here for the earth, uh, brewing somewhere within their uh, more shady parts of the Federation. It's not just about maintaining this playground for the soul's expansion. There's something else. But we don't know exactly. Like, Tegetas always say to us, we are up here and we see a lot of things. We have a broader perspective, but we don't know everything. And right. in fact, they are isolated very much from a lot of complicated, detailed uh, Federation affairs. They are not liked by the Federation because of this, because of how mm -hmm. their attitude and how they are they are wanting to explode, ex expose everything. And they are basically talking too much. According to the Federation, we talk too much <laughs> and they talk too much. But uh, that's how they that's how they want. And they are very brave in that in that effort. And um Oh, I had a thought and I lost it. And basically, well, um, I had a, th a very important thought. I don't know. I, lo I, lo I lost it now. Uh, but yes, okay. So they are trying to expose that other agenda uh, in the Federation because we believe something else is happening uh, here with that. And Urmas, who are also... Uh, part of the Federation, Urmas are a feline race. They are super strong, military, powerful race. Uh, they don't like Federation for that reason at all, because they, they have always felt and known that the Federation is hiding a lot of things. Oh, that's what I wanted to say. Well, an example of how Tigetans and Urma are isolated from the Federation affairs and meetings is that they were they are not allowed in the Antarctica meetings. Antarctica is where all, a lot of uh, very important meetings uh, between the Earth controllers and the Federation happen. A lot of things go on there, but they are not allowed in those meetings. So they don't know a lot of things. So my point is, this is the original point. They know a lot of things, but they are still learning a lot of things. They don't know everything. So they are sharing with the public as they discover all these different things. Um, okay, I'll stop. I was going to ask, is the Earth represented on the Federation? It's a very interestingly put question because it's not the, 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 the Federation talks to the Earth representatives through the high, high Illuminati uh, figures. Right. They don't regard... Yeah, or they would. They are very contradicting the the federation because they would always they would also talk to the main uh, representatives of the earth, like you know high powered politicians. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, they know that those politicians are the puppets. So this is this is something I even asked one of them recently. I said, "How is it that they are talking to the some some politicians on top if they know that they are just puppets anyway and they are just there to maintain the illusion of some sort of a, a system there on earth but yeah they, they can be very contradictory sometimes the federation but uh but i wouldn't say that the earth is represented not in any just and you know ethical way it's not some kind of you know a human being it's not us it's not people from the ground taken and being you know voice for the humanity it's the it's the shadow people you know it's the controllers yeah. above the controllers that's who they talk to and that's why it gets so murky and that's why it gets so suspicious and not fair um so there's definitely coming to earth 
as a soul expansion. I do not deny that. Like a lot of souls are taking advantage of the situation. Oh, I'm going to go in there and I'm going to learn what this is about. And I'm yeah. going to learn about, you know, how it is to live in this unlimited, this limited, limited experience and what it feels like. Because I know I am like that myself. I know mm -hmm. that on a deep level, my soul is like that too. Like I like to experiment with strange, unknown situations because I want to test myself. I want to see what I'm going to like feel coming, emer emerge from inside. Because you don't know what you are made of until you are like faced with the situation. So I know a lot of souls come here for that. But uh, beyond that, there is much more going on here. Um, but again, final conclusion about the Federation here. We cannot decide one way or the other what the Federation is because it's so huge. It's so layered. It's so multi-density even. There's federation behind the federation behind the federation. There's even federation on a higher density level that supposedly also supervises the game happening below that it cannot be categorized one way or another. We are not saying it's all that dark, but you out there, people who are saying it's all love and light, you cannot do that either because it's not a fair picture of the situation. Right, because there's density outside of this planet and there also is duality and a lot of people yes. think that you know when they leave earth everything is nice and fluffy and we sit around on clouds drinking cappuccino all day you know and it's just it's just not like that and as walk-ins we come in and bring a different perspective on that but my question about um earth was i i suppose in a way we have not um earth has not developed to the point that they would have a place on the council itself, be part of the Federation. Do you know no. Which, no. which cultures or which planets are represented there? Well, there's hundreds of ET races forming right. part of the Federation. Some of them are are more major, like the main mm -hmm. major races uh, that actually are believed to to have found the Federation uh, were Andromedans, uh, Syrians, mm -hmm. Arcturians, I think. Uh, so these are like, the major races, and the major uh, major race starship from which the local supervision of the Earth affairs happens is the Andromedan ship, a biosphere ship, huge. Uh, Viera, it's called Viera. It's Andromedan, but it's kind of like a local headquarters for lots of meetings and international affairs and and all that. And, and then that is have... located behind the moon. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. Uh, from what I remember, yes, yeah, yeah. It has to be because it's so huge; it would be seen. Yes. And then what Mari Varu recently revealed: uh, uh, there is a part of the Federation, a supposedly higher level of the Federation. Uh, that is also represented by so-called Etorthans, and they are dark gray race, supposedly positive. They they are re represented by the Federation officially in their archives as the positive race, because supposedly the Orion Council is not negative anymore, like it used to be, but now supposedly it's cooperative. But they believe they don't trust fully uh, what's going on there in the Orion uh council and in with the orion races so they don't fully trust those authorities um and now actually 
and this is, is uh, something interesting to, to say, Maris Varu has revealed that every few years, there is this representation of a Thornton's dark grays from Orion coming, doing some kind of an inspection uh, here of, of what's happening here around Earth, on Earth with other races, etc. And now they will be coming actually tomorrow. On the 31st of December, this is where the, the official detachment of those dark gray from Orion's at Tortins are, are, are coming and they will be, they will hold, they will hold a meeting uh, with different races and they will be looking at a lot of things. However, this is not necessarily a good thing because uh, Mari revealed that a lot of times after their visit, there were negative events happening around Earth. Like she was, she's just investigating. She's not like pointing fingers hundred percent, but she's just indicating each time they come. After that, there's some sort of a strange event happening on Earth, not necessarily positive, not positive. So this may not mean uh, a good thing here, their arrival. But we will see. Probably nothing will happen. We'll see. Uh, but they are quite nervous right now about this and about the meeting. And so we'll see what happens. It actually is going to have, is, is going, they are arriving tomorrow officially. So follow channel uh, by Maris Varu because she is the one um, informing the people about this and what's going to unfold as a result of this meeting. Okay. Now, do you think, um, or has there been any indication that these meetings will have any kind of an impact on the extraterrestrial, as they say, disclosure? Because oh, um, there's disclosure I happening about everything, every facet of government, the banking system, everything going on, you know, with the real estate, everything is coming to light. Do you think mm -hmm. that this might be an opportunity or a, a precursor to revealing that, you know, Earth is um, part of a larger playground. Well, according to Maris Varu's information, like I said, each time they come, um, uh, something happens that is not necessarily right. so positive, but it can mean many different things. But they don't have, they don't have the trust here that their visit will bring something positive. If the disclosure has happened, and we can go into this topic too, Yes. Because it's very complex as well. Uh, if they happen, I think they will not happen necessarily uh, having any connection with that visit. I don't know. The, even they don't know exactly. Uh, they don't know what their visit might bring and what their true intentions are and what it might bring for the extraterrestrials disclosures, like you said. I think they, that those disclosures have been happening for a long time anyway. Uh, uh, independently of whether they are here or not. Like, for example, what we do is also part of the disclosure. We have been doing this for like six years. And of course, not many people, no, I'll, I'll, no, I'll say it again, not all everybody, because many people do believe us, but uh, not everybody uh, believes the, 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 this, and which is okay. Uh, but uh, but we are part of the disclosure. There's a there's there's all types and layers, uh, levels of disclosures happening, like you said, in many different ways. And we are just contributing from our side here to yes. this overall over, overall process because things are coming to light. But if we want, we can go into the subject of disclosure se separately or now, however you sure. want. Let's go ahead. We've already, you know, tipped the iceberg. Let's Let's dive deep. Yeah, so you ask about the disclosure 
and what their opinion is. Well, um, okay. If we talk about a disclosure officially done by the governments, they don't they they don't trust that, and they are saying we should be very careful with that. In fact, the, what they say is this: that the humans have always been kind of led to believe the authorities in general. Mm -hmm. But what surprised them is that last year, when there were these disclosures happening on a kind of governmental level, a lot of even alternative people that normally stay away from official stuff, they went into that and they kind of were hoping that, wow, there's something happening on the official level. So even the UFO guys that usually dismiss the authorities looked to that effort as something good mm -hmm. and forgetting what they were saying all along before, not to trust anything coming from the official sources because people wrongly assume that whatever is coming from the authorities, it must be the truth. There must be some kind of a mechanism that punishes them for lying and things like that. It's just people are so naive when it comes to trusting the authorities. And the authorities really do not have your best interest in mind. They don't. So uh, what they tell us is that, is that they understand why we want those kinds of official disclosures, because it's sort of a validation I told you so kind of a thing we can you know use to our family members it's understandable because you know we have been called the conspiracy theorists for a long time and all that so we want that kind of validation you know but yeah. at the same time we have to understand that it's the government that is a, the, the 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 most the hugest pile of conspiracies one conspiracy layer after another and they are never going to tell the truth what they tell us is that the more official the story is, the farther away from the truth. It can be mixed with something there, yes, of course, but it's going to be how they want it. They want to mm. be moni um, monopolizing the, the, the disclosure yes. because they know that the ET evidence is piling up. They know they cannot be controlling this anymore, really. The star seats are coming out, their stories, people are remembering things and they are saying how they remember things from outer space and this is just uncontrollable the walkings like you said are everywhere we are invading this realm in a way so they know they can't they can't hide anymore but hey if they can't hide it well they need to guide it in some way they need to have their foot in there one second because you 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 disappeared yeah okay and the et subject is one of the most heavily controlled you have to always remember this by both Earth and even off Earthers, because it ends the game for for many, for everybody, and on many levels, it ends the game for the souls even who want to come in here and enjoy this game. So right. even the Federation has its finger sometimes in blocking the truth from coming out. Yes, complicated subject, but. Um, Okay, one, one second. Because my my I have my note here disappearing. Yes. So. So what they said to us about this is that. Because the ET subjects can no longer be hidden, so what they do, uh, they 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 infiltrate the movement and they sponsor all these big UFO researchers as experts because people still have that innate need to look at authorities. Okay, we don't. We I am now into alternative stuff. Okay, I'm not going to look into authorities, but I used, but I'm still going to look into the authority within the alternative figure. So <laughs> those 
experts in psychology, the CIA and whatever, three-letter agencies knew this, and they throw in these big UFO researchers, then they fund them, they sponsor them, and they then flood the media with that information, with all kinds of stuff. And they all many times co-validate themselves, among themselves. So they form these groups. So then to the people who come into that circle, it seems like, wow, this must be true. This is, wow, I broke away from the masses. Now I'm entering into alternative stuff. And I'm going to follow this and this huge figure on this, mm. on this subject. Because you think, you think you broke away from the lies, from the matrix, and now you found the truth. But hey, there is another layer of the matrix here. And there is another layer of lies because it's like one lie after another after another. Come on. this The ET subject is so important. In one of the most important and most guarded secrets for the cabal, how would they not be stupid enough not to infiltrate and, and make sure that the awakening people who are coming to the circles are not going to be led to believe certain things. They want to confuse these people in all, so all, all sorts of ways. Sorry for my English because I get confused sometimes with words. Uh, here That's actually, Mari, yeah. No, because sometimes I say something and I right away I feel this is not how I feel that sentence in my head. Like I feel <laughs> the concept, but the words do not fully express what I, what I want to say. But it's just a human, you know, language thing. Telepathy is missing. I really feel that strongly. Yes. <laughs> because how they speak, Tigetans, is they, they load every word with a telepathic charge. So they will say a word. Their language is called tele verbal telepathic. So they will say something, but right away they will like charge it with some other message around it. So the word will not just be the word. It will be all kinds of information around it. So I feel like that's missing for me sometimes. <laughs> it's like a subconscious memory that I used to talk like that and now yes. I don't. It's <laughs> strange. Anyways, I have a few more things to say. So Mari said this on this extraterrestrial disclosure, official one happening. There is a large extraterrestrial disclosure going on right now. That is undeniable, but it is happening at many levels and coming from many people. So governments had to step in and give the public their own controlled version about what is going on, simply to prevent losing control over the subject. And that's the danger in the official disclosures. Even if those official disclosures do happen, the danger is that they will want to monopolize their version to be the only one. They will want only their version to be validated uh, because, hey, the implications of losing control over the real disclosures are too huge. They are not ready for that. They are not ready to give up the power. Even though there is information out there, we cannot, uh, uh, that's another story that the cabal has already been defeated and all that. But these stories have been going on for a long time. We we cannot know how much of that can be is, is true. We don't have much to say about that. Uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Uh, but I would say that the cabal—they don't want to lose their power. They don't—they're not ready to give it to to give it up. So, just like it happened with the last medical situation, that the only version that was true was theirs. Mm -hmm. The same might happen here with the official disclosure. If if, if it happens that only their version uh, would be would be the right one, and they would monopolize the extraterrestrial truth. Um, as the only truth coming from them. And then, and then you know, we'll see what might happen. Um, also, Christianity is also preparing their own dis dis disclosures. And you can see that in all these stories, like, for example, Ashtar Command and all that, 
which we don't believe to be to be real. We believe it is coming from the Vatican because they are trying to, you know, somehow address their religion uh, with now spaceships and ETs. Add that element, but continue to guide uh, in their direction. Anyway, I could go on, go on, go on. Maybe you can ask me something at this point. Yes, there. I mean, there's so many directions that we could go in, Gosha. And, you know, one of the concerns that I know people have had with disclosure is if all of a sudden we have these people from other planets showing up on our planet, first, how are they going to be greeted? How are the people going to respond? Because as an earth society, we can't even get along with each other. You know, there's prejudices. You know, your religion is wrong. My religion is right. Your skin is the wrong color. My skin is right. My beliefs are right. Your beliefs are wrong. And I'm just wondering if this little drip, 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 of disclosure in one way is helping to prepare people so that when our galactic family does arrive, that they're not going to be greeted with hostility by the general public. Yes, there is this factor present here. Uh, yes, it, uh, she even said that as well, Mary's well with one video, that it does make our job a bit easier. Uh, you know, uh, it prepares the minds of the people a little bit. However, um, in what direction you are going to prepare the minds. Yeah, you are preparing the minds, but then where are you going to take the people with that information? And what are you preparing mm -hmm. them for? Like, what are you preparing them for? There is still this false elite invasion possibility on the table where um, it could happen. We don't know because the cabal always has many cards on their on, in their hands and they are always deciding, you know, as they go along. Uh, we are not saying that this will happen, but we are saying it is a possibility. And then we see all these Galactic, Galactic Federation propagandas happening, which could fit with that false alien. Okay, so there is a false alien invasion and there's Galactic Federation coming to save us and liberate us. And then we'll be super grateful to them. And then we'll be like owing to them for their liberation. And then they will come in and impose all kinds of new world order, which is going to be their version of a new world because the Federation has their own version. Um, so... Um, yes, it does prepare the ground. Like I also want to believe that that yeah, it's like it's like steering the masses into some sort of a future possibility of intergalactic interstellar existence. Yes, uh, but we still have to be careful and observe where this is all going. What's the intention behind? And now I don't believe that it's going to be just one result of this because, as we know. We are now in a soup of timelines, all fragmented and meshing. And whatever will happen to each one of us with those disclosures, including, will kind of depend on our own soul's plan and frequencies. And, you know, we'll be a match. Mm -hmm. what, what will happen on, on the outside will sort of be a match to what, how we are, what we are on a deeper level, even subconscious level. So it, I don't believe it's going to be just one result of all this. Mm -hmm. So it's hard to talk in absolute here. Like this is where it's going to be or that's how it's going to be. This is how it will end. Because yes, right now, like you said, there is so many people fighting and divided. And that is the reflection of who they are inside. All these different timelines happening at once, meeting and intermeshing all at once. 
but uh, it at some point it's going to group those who are a vibrational match to certain ideas and it will separate the others so yes. the disclosure might mean something else for that first group and it will reveal itself in a different way to that other group and the other group and the other and other because it's not just two groups like some people think i think it's many groups and it's going to mean something different for another group right now we are in this point where it's all meshed together and all mm -hmm. the possibilities are in the air and that's why it's so important for them to be speaking right now and trying to push the human consciousness towards manifesting the more positive future but it all depends on you individually actually you are all individual universes and then collectively group grouping together with like-minded people yeah you know humanity has been controlled for so long on so many different levels that it, it almost feels natural for people to look outside themselves for the answer and I think what's happening now, many people are beginning to understand that there's so much more out there, that there are so many um, distruths that have been told to them that they have based their reality on that are starting to shatter. And I think just like you're talking about, I think each time people wake up, they are creating this new timeline for themselves and collectively. So speaking of the timelines, I know that you've um, had many programs on the timelines and shared information. Is there a particular trajectory that you see humanity on um, a particular timeline? Is there a division of timelines? What are your thoughts about that? Well, it's kind of uh, what I just summarized in my uh, previous paragraph that I see it all in the air right now. And it's not just me, it's also them. Uh, it's, it's, it's very hard to see, you know, how it's going to go and in which direction. It's, they, are, they are not magicians. They don't have like right. crystal balls. Sure. And it's, they don't like to predict the future. That's also another mm -hmm. thing because they don't believe that's how it works. Mm -hmm. There's not just one future. There are many futures. Right. And they uh, don't uh, like to give dates. They don't like to give that kind of specific information. But what Yaski told me uh, recently or a month ago or so, she does say she does she did say that she she does see the good prevailing. And she's she is a very astral uh, person, which means she she sees the whole reality as the astral and she travels in the astral and she that's how she operates and she says that there is a lot of very strong uh souls uh, residing in the earth's higher astral the higher astral is full of really strong positive souls and uh she believes this is a good indication and that it 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 means that here we are uh really Oh, I'm losing my thought now. Um, <laughs> it's a, because many times what happens on the physical side is a reflection of what's generated on the astral. And Mari yeah. talks about this as well. So what, what I'm saying here, the point is, yes, he sees Earth's higher astral as very strong and positive and, and full of strong, positive souls. And, and what I'm saying here is that will have its reflection on what's happening on the physical. So we don't have any specifics about the future. It's all still in the air. It depends on each individual person. 
Uh, but again, I repeat, Earth's higher astral is strong, and I believe it's reflecting here uh, in the in the physical, as, as it is very much related and connected. Um, what else could I say about this? Um, a lot will also, I think, depend on what's happened. Uh, as, as, okay, as much as I believe we are here in control and the souls are in control and they are manifesting, there is another layer to this. There is a lot of happening in the extraterrestrial uh, right. level. So I think a lot will also happen, which will also be a reflection of our souls manifesting that reality. Will all uh, will depend a lot of what's happening and being decided, you know, on that federation level, because a lot is being decided there, and there's some sort of a revolution probably in the air happening uh, there as well. Mm -hmm. A lot of races, including Urmas, especially, are not happy with the federation. They are very impatient. They are like ready to act and um, you know, ready for changes. So as we are actually experiencing changes, those changes are also happening or are about to happen or will be happening in the Federation because as above, as below, it is all connected. What's happening there reflects here and what happens here reflects there. So let's see what happens in 2024. I don't know what else to say. Yeah, I think 2024 is going to be a very exciting year on a lot of different levels. Um, there are so many people who are bringing positive messages through uh, from their guides, their collectives, whomever it is that they're working with. There are people who um, are talking about how our timelines are beginning to merge. There's other people who are talking about how the astral, that lower astral now has penetrated onto the earth and that we are as much as we live in a 3D reality, we're also experiencing some of that lower astral as those veils between these realms are becoming thinner and thinner. People are talking about all kinds of dimensional activity and density, which of course we know is just various octaves of existence. And so I really think that uh, this year is going to be absolutely phenomenal. I want to thank you for starting our year off with these phenomenal messages. I cannot wait to hear more about it. I want to hear more about what happened in the meetings on the 31st and love to have you come back sometime. Maybe, uh, you know, we'll do a whole program just dedicated to all of the information that um, you can bring to us because you definitely are a wealth of information. I want to thank you for uh, walking onto the planet, for being here. Mm -hmm. um, maybe we can talk about the immersion project sometime, but um there's so much going on. And I think that for humanity, that um, yes, there are dark times. But one of the things I always like to tell people is do not drop into fear. Because remember, on a soul level, we chose to be here at this particular time to experience this. So for our yeah. souls, it's a very, very exciting period of growth and expansion. And we all are so much more powerful than we have ever been led to believe. Uh, there's so much more out there that we have yet to experience. And so, Gosha, thank you for coming again um, and expanding our horizons. So thank you. <laughs>
Yeah, and one more thought about what yes. you said that we are you said we are very powerful. That's actually one of their most important yes. messages that one the mess the first message is that they are people. They want everybody to know that they are people. There are people out there, more space humans like you. And two, that whatever you envision, you imagine that the power they have, you have it as well. They are not above you. They are your space brothers and sisters. And yes, they have broader perspectives about this and that, but that's because we have been here led to have that limiting vision of things by your choice also on the soul right. level. But they are your brothers and sisters, nothing less than you. If they are here to say anything is that we are like you, we are more people and whatever you think we are, you are that as well and more. So always believe in yourself and your purpose here in life on earth. Beautiful. That is a wonderful closing. And I thank you so much. And to all of our viewing audience, I want to thank you for being here. Um, I want to thank the Conscious Awakening Network for airing this program. So whether you're watching us on YouTube or Facebook or Roku, Amazon, Apple TV, our websites, our phone apps, wherever you are, Thank you. Share this information with your friends because this is very, very important information to let people know that we are not alone. We really aren't. And there's nothing to really fear in this kind of knowledge. So share that, drop into it, allow it to work with you and, you know, take what works for you. And for the rest, set it aside for another time. Come back and revisit it. But thank you for visiting us. And I sincerely appreciate it. So until we're all back together again, namaste, have a beautiful week and Happy New Year to everyone and many blessings for 2024. So thanks so much. Thank you. Bye-bye. Happy New Year, Bye. everybody. Bye. Thank you.